You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go! Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your day. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? When you were eight and you had bad treats, you both... Okay, Dave, with us today we have a former cast member, Mike, who worked at Disney Security at a variety of parks. Now, Dave, you know I used to be a military police officer, and I absolutely loved my job. Now, if I could combine, you know, Disney and security, that'd be pretty cool. We have Mike, a former cast member, uh, who started working security just shortly after 9-11. He worked at MGM. Uh, he also worked at Port Orleans, uh, Saratoga Springs, and some other various parks. You know, he works, uh, had a job in loss prevention. And um, we're going to talk to him today and just talk about how he got a start and um, how he got involved with security at the, at the park. So, uh, Mike, I just want to welcome you to the show. Hey, buddy. Hey, how you doing? We're doing good. How's it going, Mike? Doing good. I'm glad to be on here with you. All right. Thanks, Mike. Uh, first things first, tell us your story. How did you get started in security with the Walt Disney Company? Um, I first started with Disney in merchandise and retail. Um, I, I, I've done security work before and uh, started talking to some people there. And even my, a couple of my managers in retail said they thought that I'd make a good uh, fit in security. So I went ahead and applied, and right after 9-11 is when they made a huge push as far as uh, bringing people into security for back checks and whatnot. What kind of training did you receive? Um, they just told us uh, some of the stuff as far as what to look for in the bags, but we weren't allowed to look uh, allow into the parks. Um so I take it you're not allowed to bring like the cartoon sticks of dynamite and uh, big anvils to drop on people's feet, then, huh? <laughs> no. Um, at that point, they had even gone as far as you couldn't bring like glass in there, stuff like so. Um, you know, and some people would bring their lunches and stuff, and they we'd have to get management to say okay to that. Now checking bags, that had to be pretty interesting. I thought I, I'm pretty sure you saw some a variety of stuff inside backpacks purses and, and so on what is the most interesting item that you came across checking bags um things that females don't like us to see they try and kind of hide that stuff and uh, unfortunately we have to see it <laughs> you know um people would try and bring in little like shot bottles and you know try and put them in like in the middle of socks and so that they couldn't, so it wouldn't be seen. But as we're pushing through, and we can feel that there's stuff in there. Did you say shot bottles? 
Yeah, you know, like the little airplane bottles of alcohol bottles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People wanted to get liquored up while they're at the happiest place on earth already. Oh, yeah. Make it even happier for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so I guess as far as what's the strangest thing you came across? Um, just that, just the, the liquor and uh, yeah, I mean, the I, female products. Yeah, that's all I, un, un, I, I know it doesn't sound like real, that's all I ever came across. I, you know, any of your buddies or any, uh, you know, war stories from your employees talking to each other, your coworkers, you know, hey, you know, last Saturday, you know, Fred came across this, you know, any, any, any locker room talk? It was usually just little stupid stuff like that, you know, that people try and bring in. Um, I guess sometimes we would get cops who, who because they can carry, I guess, stuff that they would come in and want to bring in their, the their, Gun, you know, gun, it, oh, it's a, but it's in a fanny pack. But you know, sorry, you can't bring it in here. Right, right. Carry. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I got an odd question for you. So, okay, so you worked uh, bags, and then later on, you moved inside the parks, correct? Right. Okay, and I'm sure you dealt with shoplifters. You did a little LP on the side, right? Correct. Um. We would see it. We would follow them. We have undercover uh, security who we would get in contact with and let them take it over from there because uh, Disney's a lot of visual and that would be, uh, they call it show. So it would be bad show for a uniformed officer to walk up and actually arrest or you know bring somebody in who's shoplifting. Yeah, so that's sort of like getting back to um, the men in black, the, the the guys that walk around with the black polos and the khaki pants. The, at that point, they would take over and, and handle the the person who who stole something or shoplifted from right, the store. Right, but even they're not that visual. They're they would they, they would look just like you or I walking through the park. You wouldn't know anything about it until they walked up to you and said, "Hey, we need to talk to you and bring you in the back." Okay, so yeah, individuals that blend in. Um, do exist then at the park. Correct. All right, confirmation right there. Number one. Um, silly question to ask you. So, so we do have individuals that are dressed just like you and I at the park. How about individuals that take care of the odd and strange things? Uh, you know, I've been reading a lot of stuff online, and people I've been talking with also talk about individuals that work in a, a different sector of security that take care of just weird things that happen at the park that are dressed in black polos and khakis. Is that true? Um, that. If they, maybe they've been they've done that since I've worked there, but when I worked there, it was just plain clothes. Okay. And, and it would just you know it, you wouldn't know them from anybody. Okay, so they, they definitely just blended right on in. So you did some LP work, and um, where at? Where did you do some uh, loss prevention? Um, I, I worked at uh, the studios. I worked at All Star. Um. I was never playing clothes personally. I was always one of the uniformed guys. Okay. So um, what does that mean when you're loss prevention? What kind of job do you do? It's all it's all under security, you know. So it's all you know, whether you're play, whether you're playing clothes or uniformed, it's all loss prevention. Oh, okay. All right. So not directly tailored towards merchandise or all of the above. It's it's. It's all, all of the above because you you have issues uh, that you can run into in the resorts where you know 
somebody lost something. Somebody said that something was stolen out of their room. Oh, okay. Okay, got it. Hey, did you ever feel in your line of work, uh, Mike, that you felt like your life was in danger at any point? Nah. Okay. No. Any any uh, Anything happen where you, you felt like... Um, uh, oh boy, man! I really need to get more more individuals over here, or, or things can get pretty heavy too quick and cause a big scene at the parks or maybe at a resort. Um, that that would usually be more at the resorts where people are. You get more people. Uh, usually end up being uh, intoxicated, or and then they end up getting into wanting to get into fights, and then they get their friends. And so as soon as any of that starts kicking up, then we just call other other officers over and at the resorts you're within like five minutes of each other so you can if i had an issue coming up i could have 10 other officers with me within five minutes oh nice so you probably encountered some of that working like at saratoga springs right right okay um i i have a silly question this is a curveball at you you know i i've always heard and i've actually read this also that no one can be pronounced dead at the parks. Is this true? It used to be true, and uh, lately, I mean, with, with uh, social networking and stuff, it, it, they, they can't do that anymore. It's impossible. You can say, you know, they could try. It used to be that they uh, that they made it to the uh, hospital, and that's where they were pronounced dead. Right. Uh, Right, I have a. But talk- they never, they they never were pronounced dead at, at the resorts or the, or the parks, or even in transit. It wasn't until they reached the ho- the hospital where, like I said, with so with uh, with social media, you know, it, it's hard to get around that when somebody's got a phone going with video with somebody laying out and. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, you know, and I and I saw some bogus stories online, and, and this is very interesting, but. Uh, probably bogus. Too weird to even be true. Where you know Disney has gone so far as you know holding up to that commitment of not pronouncing anyone dead while on property, that medical personnel have been rushed over to some individuals to actually continuously pump blood in them because of some Florida state law they cannot be pronounced dead if your blood is still flowing where they have actually pumped blood in individuals and, and kind of stopped until they got off of property. H- have you heard anything like that before? I've never heard of it. <laughs> okay, right. But, but it is true. They cannot be pronounced dead unless they're off Disney property. Correct. Wow, okay. I, all right, so that's just another cast member confirming that, Dave. Pretty in, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, what was your typical day like, Mike? You know, you woke up, did you work... I mean, day shift, uh, swings, or evenings. First off, yeah, tell us what shift you worked and what a typical shift was for you. Um, I worked all three shifts actually at some at one point or another. Um, the parks I would work during the day typically. I think I worked overnight a couple times, but and that's kind of boring. And you know, it's nothing going on at night. Um. During the day, when it is when I would work in the parks. Overnight, I worked at the resorts. Um, the resorts are kind of fun at night because that's when everybody's just out having a good time and playing. And yeah. you can see me, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
Before um, your listeners, I was sitting here partying down like, never <laughs> mind. Go ahead, Mike. So, and, and overnight, you would, at the resorts is where you would get your people who, uh, they schools would come in with their with their kids and they, they'd have their curfews. And it would, it would be fun catching these kids out. Nice. You know, when they weren't supposed to be because, you know, they knew they were in trouble and they would, and... The schools were were strict to where if they caught them outside, they sh- they sent them back home next day. And the typical plane, from what I understand, the typical plane ticket was about a thousand dollars for them to go home. Whoa! I said, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was maybe I'm sorry I might have that's one the wrong place. It might have only been a hundred, but oh. I mean it's still a, it's still a quick expense for mom and dad to have oh. to come up with on an overnight thing. Of course, now. You were talking about, you know, nights was kind of boring. I've always wondered when I traveled to parks, and maybe you did too, Mike. I mean, excuse me, Dave. Boy, that would be a great hiding spot if I could just stay here another night, you know, and stay here all night and wake up in the park. Will they really ever see me? Will they find you if you find a spot that you think is secure enough? Or do you tr- you guys truly know every nook and cranny of that park? I guess if you found the right spot. <laughs> Had it ever Has it ever happened, you know? Or, no, I, I've okay. never heard of it happening, but... How do they how do they corral the people out of the parks? How, do you know how they ensure people get out? It'd be so you think it would be so easy. Of course, they probably have cameras all over the place, and that that'll get to another question of mine later on. But do you think it'd be real easy for that for someone to just kind of hide out and, and and not leave the park at night? Well, my end with the rides, the uh, the people who run the rides, they make sure everything's clear. Lights go on. They walk through everything. Um, the parks, there's just, there's enough people walking, enough of the security and walking around that I think if somebody were in the park, honestly, that somewhere you, you would end up getting caught because there is no, there's no real, uh, pattern to how you're walking. You just, you know, uh, if you just go walk, you know, your area, you kind of walk however you want to. And it's a, it's a whatever pace or pattern you want. So you can't say, okay, at one o'clock, no security is going to be in this area. So I can jump from here to here and then get to my, you know, point A to point B. And then I can get from point B to point C, you know, at this time, because nobody's going to be here. You know, you, you don't, like I said, there's, you don't know when anybody's going to be where. What did you like least about your job? I don't know. I like, I, I like the job in general. So I don't, I'm trying to. I, I can't think of anything bad about it. Okay, that's that's awesome. Um, I would love to have a job uh, like that where you know Dave and I both being school teachers. Um, I, I could I could name off a handful of items that I don't like about the job, but to be but to have a job where there, you can't think of one thing you didn't like the least. I mean that that's amazing. That truly goes to show uh, Disney in general as far as having a magical day I bet every day for you was magical huh and you probably yeah. brought that home as well yeah, yeah I mean I, I enjoy, I enjoy it. in fact if we, we if we were to move back out that would probably be the first place I'd go reapply yeah and um, you're you're actually think you guys are you thinking about moving back out there soon we, we've talked about it um, and like I said that would be if, if that happened that would be the first place that I would like to go and that would be awesome, Mike, and I wish you all the best. I have a few more questions for you. Um, cameras. 
they're everywhere, right? Inside the parks and on the resorts? They're they're around where where they would I couldn't tell you exactly where they were. Well, I, I mean, don't, I don't the, even know. There is an air, there is a uh, building that has they, they they can see whatever they need to from everywhere. Okay, so it's so that's there, their there, there are in the parks, yes. Okay. Um, so that's their so eagle they, eye. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They need to go ahead. Repeat that again. I'm sorry. I, they could. They could probably. They could pretty much cover and find whatever they need to at any given time. Okay, so that's their eagle eye operation. So they would be able to track you from camera to camera as you stroll around the park or the resort. Right. If they if they find out, if they if they can get pinpoint where you're at and they need to follow you, yeah, they could. How about inside of the monorail? I don't believe there's cameras in the monorail. Now at each station there is. So I mean that. Um, so if anything happens inside the monorail, the I do not believe there's cameras inside of them. Okay. So, but they do have the ability to track you from resort to resort and throughout the parks. Uh, I've often wondered, you know, if they're, if they're not on the monorail, then they're probably not on the bus resort bus transportation system. I've often wondered, do they have cameras on those buses? They didn't when I worked there. Now, if they've put them on now, I'm not, you know, uh, they may have by now just so that they can see anything that's going on. And I I guess that would be my same answer with the monorail. When I worked there, they did not. If they've put them on now, I mean, they could have just for security. But yeah, what I really enjoyed about it, I enjoyed being able to meet and talk to people, see people from around the world, uh, and just get educated about other places that way. Um, I did enjoy the security aspect of it, you know, you know, even when there was issues at the resorts, uh, like I said, I never felt that my any kind of endanger to myself, and it was like, uh, it, it was I enjoyed it enough that if we moved back there, I would look to go back to work for them. Outstanding. Um, uh, let's see here. I just have two more questions. One of which. You know, a few episodes ago, we had an individual named Chris, who was a former cast member, who worked on Main Street USA, and he ultimately decided that working for Disney was not for him, and he was escorted off property. Maybe you listened to that episode, I'm not sure. But uh, did you ever see that go on, where Disney security employees escorted uh, employees that quit uh, off the park property? No, I was never... (laughs) I was never, uh, never right. had that opportunity, huh? Never, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome, and um, very good. Uh, you know, I, this past week I've been reading a lot of stuff online with uh, the Disney security force and um, uh, just the Disney courts, different uh, lawsuits that have happened and stuff like that. Is it true? that Disney keeps all of their files involving park security locked up and the public are not allowed to view those documents? Or do you not know? That I don't know. Okay. All right, I was reading a few articles online where uh, Disney was ultimately getting sued for not releasing certain documents to the public and Disney responded to that, you know, they didn't have to release documents to this case. It's, I think that's going on for years, though. Okay. People are wanting Disney to release 
thing. But I mean, it's not just Disney. If they go to, you know, any anything in you know in the court system that somebody wants released publicly, you know, you hear about that. You know, kind of stuff always in courts, and I don't think Disney's any different. So a Disney taxpayer, or excuse me, a Florida state taxpayer just can't approach Disney and say, hey, I would like you to release your records. Uh, I'd like to just read some of the stuff that has been published from security personnel. Nah, I don't okay. think so. <laughs> All right, man. Anything else before we end our inter- interview here today that you'd like to say to our listening audience? Disney's a great place to visit. It's a great place to work for. Uh I don't. I don't have many bad things to say about them because uh, you know my, my experience was great. Yeah, it sounds like it definitely was. You know, Dave and I, when we retire from teaching, or buddy, if you can get me a job before I retire, I'd absolutely love it. If you, if you can get back into security, think of me, buddy. I did spend quite a few years in security in the military uh, as a as a military police officer, and I would absolutely love to have a job with the Walt Disney Company. All right, we, if, we, if I get back out there, I'll, we'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> I just want to say thank you. Uh, we seem to have lost Dave's connection. I'm sure if Dave was here, he would say thank you as well. But we just want to say thank there you so like, much. Oh, it looks like he's popping back up. There he is. No, he's I've, coming, I've he's been coming. here the whole time. I've oh. just been saving bandwidth. Oh, got it. Okay, you don't, don't want to eat up that data plan, huh? All right. Well, we just want to say thank you so much for coming on and and giving us the time to talk with us today, just to kind of go into your realm and your world of security at the Walt Disney Company. So thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. Nope. No problem. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast, brought to you by our friends at themagicalmouse.com. Be our guest, put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at mousecapadespodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.